Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sideline Sports. I'm Travis, joined here by Ben and Alex today. He's on vacation. We have Ryan with us today. Hello, Ryan. Hello, how's it going? Hope you all enjoy me on the show. Yeah. Um. So today we have a lot of, we have a lot of NBA talk today. I did some predictions that I made earlier about all the eight games and where they're going to end up. Next week we will be continuing this talk about the predictions. We're going to make another bracket, an updated one, based on my predictions. And but first, big news this week. Patrick Mahomes has been awarded the largest deal in sports history. So this is the deal. I'm hearing that it's over half a billion dollars or $500 million, and it's 10 years long. Honestly, I think Patrick Mahomes deserves this deal. I think that if I were the Chiefs, I would be a bit more careful. I don't know if I would send him all, all the way on a 10-year deal because you never know if a guy gets injured in his third year into this contract. You're still st- stuck with giving him five hundred, like four hundred million dollars for the next seven years, right? I mean, I think that if nothing goes wrong, the Chiefs are going to be in contention for a lot of this time. They have a lot of young weapons. I think they're going to continue to dominate the NFL, and this could put Patrick Mahomes in that greatest of all time race. I mean, race, yeah, race. If he keeps competing at the level that he is now at the age of twenty-four, and I think he'll keep getting better, Ben. I, I think him signing this shows that the Chiefs are going to be a problem for the next 10 years. Um, I don't know if, like, they'll still be Super Bowl contenders at that point because that's a decade away. But it shows that for the foreseeable future, they're going to be a problem. And I think they're going to give the Ravens a hard time, definitely, like they already have this year. Well, you see a team like the Chiefs, and I think the Ravens are the least of the Chiefs' problems Like for the next 10 years plus. The Ravens, they might be a good team for the next, say, four years at most. But when you have a back as mobile as Lamar Jackson, who is always looking to run every single play, then you have a problem there because he's going to end up getting injured eventually, like you see with all these other mobile quarterbacks over the years, like Cam Newton, who just got signed to the Patriots. But... Yeah, he's not the mobile quarterback he used to be. So, Ben, keep going on the what you think the Chiefs are going to do in the next 10 years. Well, I I think it's also hard to keep a group of guys for that long. So, I think it's not going to be the same people in 10 years. But I think that, like Travis Kelsey, but they'll definitely be able to find guys who can kind of keep their title run going and I think they're going to make the most out of the 10 years that Patrick Mahomes has. Yeah, definitely. It's like what the Patriots did. They just kept reloading their weapons and they were able to be good as long as Tom Brady was here. They surrounded Tom Brady with weapons and Wayne came right after that. So you need your quarterback in the center of the operation and you just keep your supply of weapons. Ryan, give us your thoughts on the contract. So I think Patrick Mahomes... He's such a mobile quarterback, as you said, like Deshaun Watson. And I just think he's going to run too much, get hurt, and then, as you said, the Chiefs will be stuck with giving him $500 million. Like, the best quarterbacks of the past decade were like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, because they were pocket quarterbacks, and they didn't really have as much chance of getting hurt. But the new quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Holmes, run a lot, and if they get hurt, it could be like season-ending or even career-ending injuries. 
Yeah, but I think it would take a lot, like a massive injury to end Patrick Mahomes' career. Let's assume that Patrick Mahomes doesn't get hurt. We hope he doesn't get hurt, obviously, because he's going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time if he's able to stay healthy and play at this level his whole career. But let's say that Patrick Mahomes keeps up what he's doing now. He's surrounded by a good team already. Do you think the Patrick? How many titles do you think Patrick Mahomes can take out of this Chiefs team, Ryan? I think he could take four titles if he just keeps working really hard, keeps doing what he's doing, and doesn't get selfish with the ball. Yeah, and the crazy thing is about this, Patrick Mahomes, his, this contract could take him to the end of his career. Because as you said, he's mobile. That obviously wears on people over time. So a lot of times the quarterbacks like Tom Brady, they're playing for 20 years, but people, people like Patrick Mahomes, they're playing for 15 years. So this could be one of Patrick Mahomes' last contracts, which is crazy, considering that he's at the age of 24 and already secured $500 million. Okay, let's just quickly talk about another piece of news this week. Patriots, they have a lot of cap space now, I read, that they have over $900 million in cap space. But I think this is going to really help the Patriots over the next couple of years. They're going to be able to stock up on weapons. What do you think the Patriots are going to use this money for? Are they going to restock up on defense? Or do you think they need to surround Cam Newton or Jared Stedham, whoever their quarterback is going to be, with weapons? I think they mainly need to work on their receivers, their running backs, and just their offense in general. Because as of now, the defense is pretty good. And if the offense is good, we could have a pretty good team. The Patriots could have a very good team. Yeah. Ben? There isn't really anybody at the tight end position. So I think that's their priority right now is to get someone who's big, such as a tight end, and who can catch. But I also think they need some receivers too because if we take players like Jacoby Myers, I think that's his name, like he was a rookie last year and that's not like Cam Newton can only go so far even if he's a good thrower. So I think wide receivers and tight ends is what they need. Yeah, and the good thing is that um so Ninjoku of the Browns has become available recently. There are a lot of rumors swirling around that the Patriots might get him. So we'll see how that plays out. But we're gonna move on to our next segment right now. Ben, we've noticed that a lot of players have been dropping out of the bubble in the NBA. A lot of big names as well. Ben, can you give us some of those names? Um, and a lot of these players are from the Nets, so they've taken a big hit. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, the backup point guard of the Nets, he has really come along this year. He's really helped them when Kyrie was out, which was a lot of the year. He is not going to be participating, as well as DeAndre Jordan. So, all, already the Nets are taking a big hit here. We have... Willie Cauley-Stein on the Mavericks, Avery Bradley on the Lakers, that's uh, uh, there too, but I, I think JR can sort of fill in. And then we have Trevor Ariza of the Blazers, and then Victor Oladipo on the Pacers. And I think after that, the Pacers are really going to be easy to beat because they don't really have anyone now. And then going back to the Nets, Torrey and Prince, is also not going to be participating. He got injured, as well as Bradley Beal. So now with Bradley Beal out, the Wizards are not much of a team. And DeMarcus Cousins, he is a free agent, so I think he just decided to sit out because 
didn't really have a team. And Bojan Bogdanovic of the Jazz, he was really helping them. He had a couple game winners, uh, notably against the Bucks and the Rockets. So he's been good, but he's injured as well. And LaMarcus Aldridge of the Spurs, I think that's a hit because he's, he's got size and he can score. So now they're not as good. And all they really have now is, Dem- is DeMar DeRozan. And then finally, obviously, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, they got injured long ago. So, yeah. So a lot of big names. Did you mention Oladipo? You did, right? I did, yeah. Okay, so the problem is with this bubble thing, and as Adam Silver said, it's not going to be perfect. This is just kind of like a fallout plan because everything else has failed. So they tried to do. So the bubble is not going to be perfect, but you have teams like the Wizards and the Pacers, not the Pacers, like the Spurs, and the Nets, who... We're good teams, right? Not the Nets. The play teams that got added on from the original eight. Like the like as I said, the Spurs and the Wizards. They were good teams. They had Bradley Beal who carried the Wizards. But once you take players like Lamarcus Aldridge and Bradley Beal out of the mix from those teams, they're really le- left defenseless against powerhouse teams like the Bucks and the Celtics and the Lakers and the Clippers, you know? So I think that's the one of the biggest problems when players drop out. They when play, big players on teams drop out. That shouldn't have even been in there in the first place. That just destroys the team. They become a mid-level team towards the bottom feeders of the league. Ryan, do you think that there are any other problems with the? I mean, do you think that do you think this is a problem as well, Ryan? Um, I feel like it might be, but I don't know. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Yeah, just an example. I had the Wizards in my predictions going like three and five in the bubble out of the eight games of the first eight, but now I have them at one and seven. So we'll get to that. Coming up after our game segment, which is right now. Okay, first we have a new segment today, guys. We have a guess who. Here are the rules. I'll give you three hints, okay? And then you guys have to take turns answering questions. You can have to be a yes or no question, all right? So you can say, does this person have yellow hair or something like that? It's like from the game, guess who? That classic game. So here are the hints. Here are the hints. He's a small forward in the NBA today. He plays in the Eastern Conference on a top three team. His wife is expecting her fourth child sometime soon. We'll give Ryan Ben. Uh, it did not take long. We're going to do another one. Because that one did not take very long. We're going to give you a bit more challenging one. Okay. They are a quarterback. What? What? Could, could the hints be more like... NBA related, not more like personal life related. You know what I mean? That was pretty NBA related, Ryan. It was small forward and they were the top three team in the Eastern Conference. But here are the next one. Like, that was an easy one, Ryan. Anyways, um, that hint, last hint, I feel like gave it away. We're going to do another one of those because that one took way too fast. Let me just think of a few hints for this person. Okay. They're 23, already married. They're a quarterback. And. They went to Auburn. Well, Ryan, you get the first question. Um, do they have short hair? Yes. At the beginning of the season last year, they had a completely shaved head. Ben? Are they... Alright, Are they, like... Higher than six feet, or are they short? Like... I believe, 
I believe that he is above six feet. Oh, yes. Ryan. Did you, you said he was a quarterback, right? Yes. Okay, um, I want to take a guess that it is... Lamar Jackson. No, Lamar Jackson is not the correct answer. If I were you guys, I would try to narrow it down to a certain team, okay? I'll give you a hint. They are in the AFC. Okay. That's your hint, the AFC. Oh, um, um, earlier in the podcast, you said he was 24, but is it Patrick Mahomes? Um, he could be 23. No. Ryan. Is, is it the, is he on the team, the Jets? Is he on what? The Jets. No, but here's another hint. He's in the same division as the Jets. The AFC East. Oh, I know. Ben. Is it... Um, is it Josh Allen? No. Are they... Is he on the Giants? The Giants are not in the AFC East. Oh, wait. My, Ryan, Ryan. My you lose a turn for that, Ryan. You lose a turn automatically. Ben, you get two questions in a row. On the Dolphins? No. Ben. Well, what are their. There's. Is it. It's not. Damn, Noon. I think he's all older than 24. Is he? No, he's not. Um, is he. 24? It's not Cam Newton, is it? No. That is an official question. Ryan, it's your turn. Cam Newton's like 30, Ben. Um, let me think. Is it... I gotta think of teams. Is it... We're gonna have... Are they on the Denver Broncos? Ryan, what's going on right now? The teams in the AFC East are the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills. Ryan, you lose another turn. Oh. Ryan loses another turn for supreme, extreme idiocy. Alright? I think I got it. Um, you said he's in the AFC East. So, is it Stidham? Ben is correct. That segment took a very long time. We're going to have to do a lot of Jeopardy music behind this when I edit this. Okay. We have our joke of the week now. Who wants to give their joke oh, of the I, week first? Ryan. Me, me, Ryan me, is me, very anxious. Yes, Ryan. Okay. So, me and Travis have been playing a lot of golf lately. But here's the joke, it's golf related. Why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants when he was playing golf? <laughs> Ryan, we literally did this joke like a few weeks ago on our podcast. Because um, we wanted to, cause in case you got a hole in one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Wait, did you listen to that episode? No. <laughs> wow. What are the chances of this even happening? I looked it up like 10 minutes ago. I did this joke. Um, I did the joke on our last podcast. In one of our last podcasts. Oh, that's very ironic. I'll get, I'll get a different joke. Okay, I'll I'll, a different joke. Ryan, you have time. Me and Ben are going to do one, and then you can get one in that time. Okay. Okay. Why did the ba- What did the baseball glove say to the ball? Catch you later. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Ben. What? What are the best? 
What are the best animals at basketball? What, Ben? A scorpion. Get up because they score. <laughs> uh, I think that one was a bit far-fetched, Ben. Um, I think that was a bit too much of a play on words, Ben. <laughs> Just my advice, though. Ryan, do we have a joke? That was not from one of our recent podcasts. Ryan. I, I, I've got the joke. Tell us the joke, Ryan. Okay. Right, so, so listen to this. What does a hockey player and a magician have in common? What do they have in common? They both do hat tricks. Okay, I think we should just move on to our movie review, definitely. All right. Okay. Who wants to do... I have a movie. Who wants to do I the movie review? I have a movie review. Ryan, movie review. Ryan is very anxious to do this. Okay, so I'm sure everyone has seen this movie called Rudy. All right. I think it's a very relatable movie, and just because coaches can say, you don't have this, you don't have this, you're not tall enough, you're not heavy enough, you're not strong enough. But Rudy never gives up. And he like he works through tragedy. His friends, his friend dies, and his coaches keep saying no, he can't do it. But he keeps working hard, following his dreams. And finally, in the last game of his college career in Notre Dame, he gets to play the last like ten seconds, and that's all he ever wanted. So I give this movie an eighty-two review. All right, Ryan. Um, Ben, have you watched that movie? Um, I almost did like ten times, but I never got around to it. Okay, I've watched that movie before. I loved that movie. Okay, for the first like an hour and a half of the movie, I don't remember how long it was, but for the first like ninety percent of the movie, I loved the movie. Right, it was a great movie. I didn't like the ending though. Okay, okay. Honestly, for me, a bad a bad ending ruined the movie for me. And it's a great story, obviously. This guy got into Notre Dame. No one ever believed in him, but he worked his entire life. Literally, the first like twenty-five years of his life, so he could play one play at the end of a game in garbage time. But it had no meaning to anyone. Honestly, I'd give it a a seventy-five, maybe, just because I liked the beginning of the movie. But but that was his dream to play just one play at Notre Dame. And that's what he accomplished. Even if the play didn't matter, he accomplished his dream. But how is it relatable? Because coaches can say you're not tall enough, you're not strong enough, but like you can always work hard, and you may not be tall enough or strong enough. That was it. You can always try to get what you want. Did you know that was a true story? That movie. Yeah, it was. It was. I know that. Okay, I'll do my movie review now. Mine is also a true story. It's a movie called A League of Their Own. Has anyone ever seen that movie before? I have. Right. Have you seen that movie, Ryan? Hello, Ryan. No. Okay, Ryan has not seen that movie. <laughs> but um, I watched it pretty recently at the beginning of quarantine, I think, a couple months ago. I gave this movie an 85. I didn't really like the ending because it was so... This is kind of the plot of the movie, the true story. Back in World War II... When all the men got drafted to the army to go fight in Europe, there was not a lot of baseball players left, and there was no baseball games. So there wasn't really a source of entertainment. It's kind of like a case that we have now, but with baseball, right? 
we don't have we didn't have anyone to entertain us in sports. So they thought it was a good idea to have a women's baseball league, and this league actually lasted for quite a while. I think it was like five years, four years maybe. But um, it's a story about two sisters. One sister's like super hi- highly thought of. She's kind of the favorite child over this other sister. They were on the they were on a team called the Rockland Peaches together, right? And there was a lot of so Tom Hanks was the coach. It was a it had, a, it had everything. It was kind of funny. It was sad, but the uh, the big plot is that go to the championship game. There was only like four teams in this league, but one of the sisters kind of has some beef with the the younger one. Kind of has some beef with the older one, right? So she requests a trade to another team, and those teams, considering there are only four teams in the league, somehow meet up in the championship, and the younger sister actually won the game. She won the game for her team in one of the final plays. And I kind of would like to see um, everyone be happy. Like, I like a very satisfying ending. I know it's very animated endings what I like, but I would like to see a better ending, even if it wasn't true. But um, that's just me. I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. It was, as I said, funny and stuff. Ben, have you seen that movie? Well, you already said, you already said no. Um, um, yeah, um, I, I've seen it. Did you like the movie, Ben? had a good story yeah okay ben let's move so on i read a book about i read a book about i didn't see the movie but i read a book about how the men had to go to world war ii and fight but how like all the women uh had to play in the baseball league i read a book about it and it, the book was pretty good but i haven't seen the movie yeah ben what movie did you do this week the movie i chose was teen wolf which i didn't 90% of people have seen that. And I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. I haven't either. So, apparently, 33% of people have seen it, Ben. Well, um, okay, but it's basically about this kid. He's in high school, and he's horrible at basketball, but he's part, like, werewolf. So, he just turns into a werewolf, and then he's, like, really good at basketball. And it's similar to the movie Thunderstruck in the sense that he, like, transforms to get better. But I found that it has the same ending as, like, most sports movies, you know? And I just kind of wished it was a bit different. So I'm going to give it a 70 because it wasn't awful, but, yeah. How does it end? Um, Don't spoil it. um, don't spoil it. We need to know, Ryan. We need to know. No. All right, okay. Ben, give us, like, an overall of the end. Don't give us the so, whole thing. Um, he's, like, good during the regular season and during the playoffs, but they're in the championship, and then he can't turn back into a wolf to become good. So he's, like, bad, and then they're losing. And then he, like, somehow hits a game-winning shot, even though... He's just, you know, himself. And it's just a typical generic sports movie. Ending. That's literally the exact same ending as Thunderstruck. Yeah, pretty much. Has anyone noticed that he's a wolf in the movie? Yeah. Um, he has, like, hair and, like, you know. So they relied on him to make a game-winning shot, even though they knew he wasn't going to be good. Well, um, when he was a... Well, if he was like as good as an NBA player, but when he wasn't, he was horrible. 
Um, and he can't just always change back and forth automatically. <laughs> and then he like just decided to like you know be himself for the final game. So, so he, he wasn't good, but they won anyway. All right, I have to tune a little bit, but generic. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> it doesn't sound very good. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But anyways. Let's move on to our NBA predictions this week. I looked at all the team schedules and I gave to, I made all the records for what they're going to be and I created the standings for who's going to make the playoffs. So, I'll give you the records from the top of the league, the top, top of the east, the bottom of the east, and the top of the west, the bottom of the west, as far as they went. So, the Bucks in the eight games, I had them going six and two. Raptors went five and three. Celtics went seven and one. Heat went five and three. Pacers went three and five. Seventy Sixers went four and four. Nets went three and five. Magic went four and four. Wizards went one and seven. Before we move on to the West, do you guys think that any of those were too generous, not generous enough, and anyone that should be higher? Well, I think in terms of the Celtics, I think there's a there's a wide range of what their record could be. I feel like they could do really well and be seven and one, but I feel like they could also not live up to the expectations and go like five and three. So I think they're a team that we really just have to wait and see on. But I I think you're being too generous for the Nets because they literally lost their like five of their top seven players, so they really don't have anyone now. So I would give them the same record as the Wizards. The Nets, their schedule's not overly tough. I don't quite remember it, but that's just what I thought. I didn't realize that Spencer Dinwiddie was out when I wrote this. But um, the Celtics, I kind of disagree with. We're going to go by game by game in a couple minutes, but the Celtics, they really only have two good teams they have to face against. They have the Heat, who is, well, the three teams. Heat, who I think they can beat on a normal day, unless the Heat have a really good game, right? And then they have the two good teams, the Bucks and the Raptors. I think they can beat at least one of those teams. I had them beating the Raptors, and I had them losing to the Bucks. But I think that both of those games could go either way. And maybe I think the Celtics are going anywhere from six and two to eight and zero this this quarantine um, bubble, like regular season, whatever you want to call this, the final eight games. All right. Well, I would love to see them win a championship because, um, so when they won in two thousand eight, I wasn't really following basketball, so I kind of missed out on that one when I was three years old. Yeah, I think all of us are a bit too young, but um, this let's see where that puts the teams in the East. There was not a lot of movement in the East as far as the standings go. The Pacers dropped down one spot. It goes Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, Pacers, Nets, Magic, Wizards, who did not make the playoffs. So the top eight teams made the playoffs. The Celtics were one game away from beating the Raptors. But they just couldn't do it, I guess. Never know. Maybe they will if they win that game against the Bucks. But um, let's move on to the Western Conference here. Here are the teams. They have a lot of teams in the Western Conference because they just decided to add more from here because it's closer. Lakers, Clip- Lakers seven and one. Clippers seven and one. Nuggets two and six. I don't like the Nuggets' chances this quarantine. Jazz five and three. Thunder five and three. Rockets six and two, Mavericks four and four, Grizzlies two and six, Trailblazers three and um I wrote eight but I meant five, three and five, Pelicans two and six, Kings four and four, 
Spurs two and six. Suns zero oh and eight. Okay, before you criticize me for the for the Nuggets two and six, just keep in mind they had a pretty hard schedule. These final eight games, they're playing a lot of the top teams, and I think the Nuggets they, if Nikola Jokic can't absolutely like destroy, who are they gonna lean on? Like Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. Those guys aren't good enough. Do you guys have anything you want to say about those standings? So I think the Rockets are a bit highly, like, always just been a bit overhyped. I feel like they'll lose a couple more games. I think they'll still be positive, but I, I think they'll lose maybe one more, one or two more games than you said. Um, well, the Rockets, I actually have a lot of confidence in them. I think that if they can play well and as a... I think I said this before. If they play as a, if they play as one, not two separate players, trying to score as many stats as they can in Russell Westbrook and James Harden, if they can work together as one team and they can combine all their efforts, then I think that they can be a very effective team and maybe even go a bit higher than I had them. But the Rockets, they have probably the most star power, one of the most star power teams in the West. I mean, they're up, they're right up there with um, the Lakers, with Anthony Davis and LeBron, and the Clippers with. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they have some of the best offensive players. Some people could call the James Harden and Wes Rothbard stat patterns, but if they're putting up the numbers and they can do it as a team, I think they could be good. Is there any other records that didn't make any sense? Well, um, so when I say this, I think I'm speaking for many people, but I'm most excited about seeing the Lakers and the Clippers battle it out in L.A., I think that's going to be um, um, if they play each other in the Western Conference Finals. I think that will be almost as good as watching the finals itself. So I like how you both put them at seven and one because they're pretty much even teams. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, and the one game that the Clippers lost. Was actually I had I ranked all the games on the whole list, so I had the Lakers beating the Clippers in that first I think it was the second game of the season this year, so they're going to be playing on day one together. I think the Lakers will take that matchup. Okay. Let's move on to the Celtics schedule here. Okay, let's go game by game here. Eight games. Celtics schedule. There. Let's go over all the games first before we. Break each one down one by one. The Bucks, the Blazers, the Heat, the Nets, the Raptors, the Magic, the Grizzlies, and then the Wizards to top it off. What do you guys think about Celtics versus Bucks? Do they have a chance? Are they going to win? I think uh, when they're playing well, they can beat any team in the league. But if they're just, you know, missing shots or games off, it's going to be hard to beat a team like the Bucks. But I think that if they can, the problem is if you try too hard to shut down Giannis, then he'll just kick it out to to the perimeter for open shots. So they're a tough team to defend. But Celtics have done it before, so I think it's possible. I think that one's definitely up in the air. I had them losing this game because I don't think that they're gonna control Giannis on an average basis. And last time they played them. I think they lost the last time. They won a couple times ago, though, against the Bucks. But I think the Giannis is just going to overpower them in that game. Ryan, do you think the Celtics have a chance against the Bucks in that game? I think it really depends if the Celtics are hitting their shots and playing as a team. 
if they play as a team and hit their shots, I think they'll win by like 10 points. But if they're not missing their shots, playing selfish basketball, Giannis will just pick them apart and win. And people forget, as Ben said, if people cover Giannis too hard, I realized this week, we give Giannis a lot of credit for taking over the entire team, and we said they don't really have anyone else, but percentage-wise, George Hill the is actually one of the best three-point shooters in the league. I think he's number one this year on the whole list, or at least close to that. I don't remember where he is exactly. He's shooting almost 50% from three-point. So if he, in theory, I don't think he's going to keep it up the entire playoffs, but if he can keep up that, he could be a big. He can be a key piece for the Bucks into being a team like the Celtics, who are going to try to overpower Giannis. You know. Okay, let's move on. Let's go on to the Blazers and the Heat. I mean, the Blazers and then the Heat. Okay, the Trail Blazers. I just don't think they're a very good team this year. I mean, in the years past, we've shown we've seen that Trail Blazers have been a threat in the West. They used to be a top five team in the Western Conference, but I don't know what's going on this year. They're just not doing as good as they usually do. They still have CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, who are great players. But what do you guys think about the Blazers? Is it an easy win or closer than we may think? I mean, Damian Lillard, he, he's a really good player. He's just a good player, good point guard, a good shooter, all-around passer. He's, he can really just play any type of team and find their weakness. But I feel like the Celtics just might lose to them. I'm, I, I don't have a confidence that game. Ben? Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened this year. Like, they came off a great win against the Thunder, and then they lost to Golden State, but that was expected, you know? But it's relatively... Well, it's the same players this year, mostly. And I just think there's something wrong. And either they're going to come out of this break and they're going to fix that problem, or it's not going to be fixed, and it's an easy win for this Okay, I just realized before we move on to the next team, I forgot to give you guys the new standings in the Western Conference based on all the records that the teams had in the final eight games. And although no one new came into the mix, there were no new teams added to the top eight, there was a lot of movement. I had the, here are the standings. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Nuggets, the Mavericks, and the Grizzlies. We're all playoff teams this year, according to my um, predictions. So the team that took the biggest fall was the Nuggets, most notably. They they were um, a th- the third-place team, but I had them going 2-6, and six, and then a lot of the other teams caught up. It was a very close race. They were, even before this, they were in, by no means secure in the third-place spot. I mean... They could have gone like, they could have won maybe two or th- two more games, and they still would have felt fell, fallen a couple more spots. But let's move on to the Heat for the Celtics. The Celtics, I feel like this is one of the teams they have a lot of. They always have a lot of trouble with the Heat. I think Celtics will ultimately win this game if they're playing good. But what do you guys think? Do they have a good chance against the Heat? I think they do have a good chance against the Heat. I feel like the Celtics have for the past like year. I've always been a good matchup, so I think they will win. Yeah. Ben? But while, while talking about all these games, we can't forget that any team can beat any team. You know, the Celtics struggled versus the Suns last year in the game that they should have won, but they lost. Same with the Nets this year when Karis LeVert had just, had just won. So even if it seems like an easy win, 
I mean, they could just lose, you know, like stuff, that, stuff like that happens. But I think if they play how they're supposed to, they have a good chance against most of these teams. Okay, let's move on to the Nets. As we said, the Nets, they lost a lot of players to opting out of the games. So I think the Nets are completely depleted of all their talent. And I don't think the Nets really stand a chance against most of these teams. What do you guys think? They don't have anybody. I mean, even if they did have Spencer Dinwiddie, him and Jared Allen can't do much. So I don't know who their third point guard is, but I think, yeah, it's over for them. Okay. Yeah, as Ben said, they're out of point guards, so I think this will be a fairly easy one for the Celtics. So, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Raptors, which is this going to be one of the more close games of the year. Do you guys see the Celtics pulling ahead against the Raptors? We've seen them do it before. We've also seen games where the Raptors dominate them. I don't really, I'm, I don't really like the Raptors. They're one of the Celtics' rivals. I don't really understand why they're still good. I mean, they have Pascal Siakam, who took a big step forward this year, as far as being the leader of the team. But they still have Kyle Lowry, who's aging. So I don't really know why the Raptors are up there, but they certainly are a competitive team. They have managed to stay in the second spot all year. We couldn't catch up to them. But do you guys think the Celtics will beat the Raptors? I had them winning. Yeah. Um, the Raptors, even though they, they don't have Kawhi, they're still a really tough team. As as you said, Giacomo's been playing like a superstar. I mean, I think he started the All-Star game, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. So, and... Kyle Lowry is still a threat. He can he can shoot, and Marcus Stahl, their center, he can shoot. I think they're just all around. They're really talented and deep team. You know, they have Fred VanVleet coming off the bench. So I think no matter what team they're playing against, they're going to put up a fight. It's going to be a hard game. So I'm going to 50-50 on this one. I don't know. I think it could go either way, but there are only two teams left on this list here. The Grizzlies and the Wizards, and I think we can just combine these and say both of those teams, I don't think they're going to play very well. The Wizards, I think, are going to be the easiest one of the whole season. And they make the whole season like combined, well, all 82 games of the season. I think this one, that one goes out of question. The Grizzlies, maybe John Moran could put up some numbers. But I don't really see any of those teams beating the Celtics. What do you guys think? I don't see them beating the Celtics either. They don't really have a, do- a very dominant player on either one of those teams. And if the Celtics just work together, they can easily beat those two teams. Yeah, not any more than the dominant player in the Wizards. But there's one more story this week that I wanted to cover before we wrap up the episode. Gordon Hayward, as we said earlier, his wife is expecting their fourth child, I believe. So he said that he's going to go to Orlando. They made the flight. I think they might already be in Yeah, they're already in Orlando right now. But he said once she goes into labor, which could be any any day now, um... He's going to leave the bubble. Do you think this will majorly impact the Celtics? Because I think that they'll survive without Gordon Hayward. It will certainly be a loss because some nights, as you can see, Gordon Hayward just completely goes off and he scores like 30 points a game. You know, it's like I remember one game this year he scored almost 40, I think, against the the Timberwolves. Do you guys think Gordon Hayward makes a major impact on the Celtics? So I think Gordon Hayward, he's a very on-off player. 
he can have games, as you said, where he drops 30, but he can also have games where he's literally just missing wide open layups. So it depends on how he's playing. If he hasn't touched a ball in however many months, like three months, I feel like he won't make a big impact. But if he's been practicing and he's really good, I feel like it will make a very large impact. Well, yeah. If he's not going to show up and play well, I think it's better that sleeping. But if he was going to play well, then I, I think they're missing out. Uh, okay. Are there any other stories this week, guys, that we missed out on the show? You guys want to talk quickly? Um, I want to say something. I'm I'm surprised that the Celtics aren't playing the Sixers. I mean, I'm 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 glad they're not, but you'd figure they they would because they're in the same division. So, how did that work? Is it just random who they play? I think what the NBA what they tried to do was they looked at how much the Celtics, like the strength of schedule the Celtics were going to face in the next eight games. And then they tried to imitate how good the teams were, what they're playing. So I think that they, it was just by chance they didn't play the 76ers. Okay. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I think Alex is going to be back next week. Ryan, we enjoyed having you on the show. And before we end, I have an announcement. Um, I'm trying to start a new segment on our show where you viewers can actually give your opinion on something. So you can actually leave, since we have a podcast and you obviously can't call into our show, you can actually leave a voice message with comments or talking points that you guys want to talk about. We'll play your message on the show. The way you do this is you go to our website on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Travis dash Boger. I'll leave the link in the description for voice messages and all the directions. And then you can click record and you record yourself speaking about the topic you want and then we will play it on the show. If we want to talk about that, okay? So that's your homework for this week, listeners. But goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Sideline Sport. This week, leave your thoughts on Cam Newton joining the Patriots, guys.